to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 237, The Halloween Apocalypse. My name is John, and joining me is my good friend, when, who joins me when we listen to the Real Big Fish song, The Setup, You Need This, is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, oh, hello. Boy, bust out those horns and get me some checkerboard, I don't know, pants. We need the setup. Or something. We've gotten uh, lots and lots of setup. <laughs> we need to the setup. The Taylor, how are you? Um, I am well. I am well. Um Life is staying busy. I've got my COVID booster scheduled for Friday. Right on. Yeah, no complaints there. Um, and yeah, life is just keeping on, keeping on. And and as I knew, Halloween was going to be a very, very busy day. I'm very <laughs> tired today. Mm-hmm. And not just because of Doctor Who. Having friends over and other paranormal museum was doing a, a, a live stream seance and oh. only caught up a little bit on that and yeah just so much going on i i i was watching doctor who for the second time last night and kind of falling asleep on the couch oh boy yeah because i was so tired how are you my friend how i'm good i'm good i actually got my booster um and did i mention it last time we recorded i think you think you did I couldn't remember if I had or not, but yeah, I did yeah. get my booster. Um, just did a walk in; was super easy. Nice. Um, Halloween weekend was was pretty chill for the most part. Good. Can't complain. Trying to think, if there's anything else? What, you obviously watch Doctor Who. Yes. The Jets won. Oh, I saw you happy about that. Holy moly, Taylor! They beat the the either no, they beat the top team in the. In the AFC, which is a huge deal because they are the Jets are not very good, <laughs> and they beat them. Yeah, you you made it sound like this is them winning. It's definitely not something that happens often. Not this year, no. Excuse no. me, not this year, no. That's okay. How's how's the Halloween candy? I'm eating a cannoli right now. Oh wow! Yeah, that's what house was giving away cannolis. <laughs> um, the restaurant we went to to go eat at yesterday. Oh, nice, very nice. Or last night. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I could get it in. Listen, it's new. It's new. Who we're excited. I wanted to eat this cannoli. Whatever. No one's gonna gonna hate on you. It's all good. Better not. Yeah. Better not, listeners. (laughs) All right, Taylor. Uh, Do we have anything else that's making us happy this fortnight? Oh, making me happy. Plenty. Um, The the fact that it looks like we have got um, uh, approval for kid vaccines uh, imminently. Oh, great. Which which will greatly influence my ability to get to Gallifrey One. Even better. Yes. Um, I, I gotta admit, I, I the um, Doctor Who's you know global premiere event wasn't very global for the West Coast. You still had to wait three hours. Yeah, I don't. Day. I don't know what that was about. I, I you know, it was, it was had the garbage. Is what it's about. I had the. I don't know what that's about. It, it should have just premiered at ten a.m. I don't know why. I got the East Coast feed. Uh, I have yeah. Sling, so it's just all East Coast feed. So I lucked gotcha. out. Yeah, well, it, it you know, 2.25 was on the horizon at about 2 o'clock. My son was like, hey, Dad, I want to go play outside. And I'm like, ah, uh, okay. I'll watch and you from so, afar. Kind of, yeah. 
kind of yeah i'm like okay well i'll go hang out in the bus um and i'm gonna watch doctor who yeah and and if you want to play man play to your heart's content i will be here for you if you need me and like literally once the episode started he kind of ended up in the bus with me and we watched it together oh that's great yeah yeah he saw the trailer and he's like oh that's kind of good all right wake him up put the headphones on let's go Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> he's he's tired. But no, I know. It was I will I will share a couple of his insights when we get to the appropriate Yes, some perfect. Of them, some of them were pretty funny. I was like, oh that's that's a good point. Love it. Um so yeah, that that's making me happy. Um I'm doing more physical therapy with my arm. Right on. And that is getting stronger, so no complaints there. Um yeah, that's 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 making me happy right now. Wunderbar. Uh what is making me happy this way? see hmm i mean all the things i had already mentioned those are making me pretty happy i got to see ernesto yeah Yeah, how's he doing he's doing great i got to see him uh on on saturday that was nice it was good to hang out with him um i got to hang out with him instead of recording uh all night (laughs) living geeks with us yeah very true uh (laughs) it was good to see him it was good to see some work people who i hadn't seen in like three years um but yeah it was it was a good time Nice. Uh, I don't think there's anything else that that I uh, would uh, say is making me happy this this fortnight. I feel like I feel like I'm pretty set. I feel like at the top of the show. Yeah. Oh, and I finished my cannoli, so I'm I'm rip roaring and ready. Oh, to there go. you go. It was awesome. delicious. Got that boost of energy. Yeah, I'm ready, man. I'm excellent. I'm yeah. We got a lot to talk about, but we we do. Before we get into that, we got some who news. Yeah, we do. Gallifrey One has dropped a late October update, which is mostly um, just uh, some some uh, COVID expectations. They are going to be announcing more guests in November, um, which you know we're excited for. Oh, and we're weekly now, so we won't be super behind on news. Exactly. Great. Exactly. Um, and, uh, as of yesterday, the discussion panel suggestion forum closed. Um, so that doesn't help anybody, uh, who wants to suggest <laughs> something now. Sorry about that. Um, tickets are still available if you're thinking about going Makes and, sense. um, uh, ticket resale requests are also now open, which I guess you could do if you don't want to buy a brand new shiny ticket yourself. I don't know. Yeah. Um, all the information is on their website, um, and, uh, will be through our show notes and we also what's the other thing that um uh oh we have to make sure that we ping them and be like hey can we have the a meetup room again oh yes yes yeah, we, we got to make sure we remember do that. to do that yeah yeah and i'm sure we can make that happen we are just 108 days away oh boy 108 yeah oh, 108 no. it's now i'm sure if you looked at their website it would be 107 you know, and 23 hours and like 24 minutes or something. Um, but we'll just call it 108. We'll round up. Oh, man, 108. We know all about I that. Know. Oh, <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, my gosh. Good reference, my, my friend. Thank you. The reference Good that reference. brought us together. That's indeed correct. <laughs> yeah, absolutely lost. Yeah. Um. So... Cultbox has a breakdown of what we've learned so far just from the Halloween apocalypse. I'm not really going to go into the details of it because, well, that's our episode. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you want a little extra uh, insight uh, that we don't bring up for whatever reason, um, by all means, check out that article. If nothing else, it's got some good pictures. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and yeah, because there was a lot. Yes. There's a whole lot. You'll hear all about it. Yeah, boy. Um, and none of that meant, do do you remember it was five years ago that we were jumping through time to get our episodes of class? Was it five years ago? Talk about it. It was five years ago. Oh man. I, I stand by class. I stand by it. It was good. Had a, had a banger of a theme song. Yep. And uh, it was fun, and it looked like season two was just going to be absolutely bonkers, and we never got it. Well, yeah, on screen, yeah, not on screen, yeah. But the uh, the class writers recently uh, teased some of their scrapped Weeping Angel storylines. Oh my! Uh, for season two, uh, and let's see, it's over at the Radio Times. Um, so previously, Patrick Ness had suggested season two would involve a visit to the home planet of the Weeping Angels and discover a civil war between factions of the species, filling in more details than have ever been revealed in Doctor Who about the enigmatic aliens. Uh. Um, uh, that wasn't, of course, the only idea discussed. They, they kicked around a bunch. They had, like, ended up pitching like 10 different ideas. Um, uh, one of them was referred to as the time capsule. It would have seen the whole gang blasted back in time to the nineties. Oh man. The weeping angels. Their only hope of getting home would be a time capsule that they knew would be dug up at Coal Hill 30 years later. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely going to be kind of tiny wimey to say the least. That's fine. I love it. I'm trying to see if there's any other, um, uh, let's see. The theme of series two was going to be deals with the devil. Oh, you know, what does it cost you to save uh, what you love if you have to do something extremely compromising? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so, yeah, there's definitely a lot more um, than um, than what I've shared so far. So if you've got a minute, go over if you enjoyed class, especially and go check that out, because it looks like season two actually would have been pretty dang cool. It would have been. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well, we have we have uh I don't want to say more important business to attend to, but we do. This week, we watched yep. the Halloween apocalypse. But actually, before we do that, Taylor, yes. yeah, you mentioned earlier uh, a little recording you did. Yes, yes. Episode 10 of All Night with the Living Geeks uh, just dropped this morning. There you go. Uh, and we talk about a very, very, very bizarre uh, encounter that happened in 1973 on the Isle of Wight, uh, down in the UK. And um, it involves, well, if you were going to look it up yourself, if you're going to sit there and Google it. I hope you listen to the episode anyway. But if you're going to Google it, you'd have to Google Sam the Sandown Clown, um, <sighs> which it sounds like, oh, we're talking about some dude dressed up as a clown. No, no. Um, we're not sure if he's an alien or a ghost or a cryptid even, um, but he's really weird looking. And the tale about a seven-year-old girl and a uh, friend who's a boy who never gets named um, is very, very strange. It fits a few different things. And so Seb and I do our best to speculate what it could be. And then we get a bonus a uh, little story from the same journal that has this story in it um, about a gentleman in, in Georgia who is out walking his dogs when a UFO lands and um, uh, they proceed to basically uh, check him out medically. Um, but the, some of the aliens are nudists. Oh. And from the ship comes a loud voice going, I am Jimmy Hoffa, multiple times. <laughs> so 
just the absurdity of that. And then Seb has a great tale from the archives. Um, yeah, it's very good. I go kind of secret cipher of the euphonauts on uh, some of the key phrases and stuff from Sam's encounter. And uh, yeah, it, it gets weird. Uh, there's a Sam, there's a Sam the Sandow clown shirt. There is. Yeah. I it's, think uh, there's even some figures on Etsy. What a uh, what a cool design. It is so weird and I am like I love I really it. I hope somebody has done this for Halloween. Like division like, that would division be signs and an equal sign and It's so strange. Very weird. Triangles for eyes and wooden antennas and yeah, it's so bizarre. I love it. So bizarre. Well, I mean everybody you got you got to listen Please. Got to listen to the episode. And also, uh, this is uh, a couple of days, like last week, but, you know, we didn't do a show last week, so I'm going to plug it here. My uh, The newest episode that I appeared on for uh, the Who New podcast. Oh, yes. Their episode 709, which I don't think is, I think that's the, the code Season for the, yes. Yeah. I'm like, there's Boy, no way they've so. done more episodes than us. Um, wow. But if they have, you know, congratulations. But I think it's just the episode code. Uh, we watched Hyde. It was a lot of fun. I love going on that podcast. Um, it's it's great. Everyone should check it out. They do a really great job, and I'm on it. So, <laughs> so you should never a bad thing either. Yeah, absolutely. You should for sure listen to it. You can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to find a podcast. You can find it there, and their uh, their Twitter is Who Knew Podcast. Cool. There you go. Check it out. Check it out. Okay. Oh boy, deep breath, everyone. I know. The cannoli has been finished, as I said. The milk has been drank, and we're ready to talk about the Halloween apocalypse, starring Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, Mandip Gill as Yaz, John Bishop as Dan, the man, Mm -hmm. and Jacob Anderson as Vinder. It was written by The Chibs and directed by Jamie Magus Stone. Oh, first, it's supposed to be Magnus. I forgot a letter in there. Oh, and I I tried so hard. I know, and you did it perfectly, <laughs> but I typed it wrong. Whoops, oh. sorry about that. Jamie Magnus Stone, which is an even better name, right? Um, and it first aired yesterday. But if you're listening to this in the future, yesterday was October thirty first, twenty twenty one, and it is the first story of season thirteen, and we have. Um, a smidgen yeah. of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. Yeah, indeed. This was the first Doctor Who television story to be set on Halloween. And TARDIS Wikia calls it the first Halloween special. I don't know that I'd call it a Halloween special myself. Um, it is a season premiere. Um, Doctor Who has historically had several Christmas specials. We all know that. We've had New Year's specials. Apparently, even one Easter special. Uh, we're supposed to get one next year as well oh, yeah but this was a first for halloween for the uh for the doctor who universe yeah um a little related, spooky i don't know if um, i you know yeah. i don't know if i'd call it a halloween special besides them saying like literally saying trick or treat and right. happy halloween yeah i mean but i don't know if i'd call it i mean yeah yeah i mean look i'm, I'm reading what they wrote i'm not necessarily agreeing oh. with calling it a halloween special absolutely so anyway, uh, the Halloween apocalypse is set on the same day. It was broadcast the 31st of October. This makes it one of only five episodes in uh, Modern Who to do so. The other four instances being the Big, Bra- the Big Bang excuse me, on June 22nd, 2010. <clears throat> the Impossible Astronaut, which takes place on April 22nd, 2011. Uh, part one of The End of Time 
on Christmas Day 2009, mm-hmm. uh, and Resolution, which we had back on the 1st of January yeah. 2019. There you go. Interesting. Yep, yep. Um, we'll talk about it here in just a minute, but when trying to release herself from the uh, vocally locked handcuffs, the doctor claims that her failure to open them might be to do with the fact that she was Scottish when she set them up and proceeds to attempt a Scottish accent according to the subtitles, which I didn't have turned on. She first tries to copy the voice of the 12th doctor and then the 7th doctor. That's very funny. Yes. And how, which why, of course, the 7th yeah. doctor was a bit more shouty. Mm-hmm. That's very <laughs> funny. Um, and, and lastly, and I would almost say most important, uh, the beginning of this episode marks the first time in a televised story that the TARDIS has had an all-female crew. And, we, I mean, we'll get more into that. Um, I mean, spoiler, I like I like Dan, but, I mean, we probably could have used some more of this, honestly. Yes, 100%. Um, all right, Taylor, you have a world-famous synopsis oh, for us. Boy. Good luck, my friend. Take no it away. Kidding. No kidding. Well, the Doctor and Yaz are on a mission to figure out why it appears Carvanista has captured a random Earth dude. But, uh, well, okay, the Doctor has a mission of her own that she's not really telling Yaz. That's a whole other thing going on. Um, But the Lapari are actually really man's best friend and are saving them from a universe-altering title opening sequence known as the Flux. Uh, Oh, and the Santarans are really excited for this. Um, There's also a weeping angel with perhaps a plan of its own and these extra-dimensional baddies who the doctor sorry who know the doctor and also really like crystals and okay look there's a lot going on we really should just get into it already i absolutely agree um man man oh man uh let's uh let's get into the overall feelings taylor what did you think of the first episode of season Um, 13 look without going into enough details to encompass the entire episode i freaking loved it um it is crazy it's chaotic um it and and i know that's not for everyone i know not everyone loves that um but it is something that at least for me absolutely begged rewatching. um i managed to watch it three times between yesterday Holy and today. Moly. um mostly because one i wanted to see it when it first aired yes at least on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I'm sitting out in the bus watching it on my phone. You know, I'm, yeah. like, I'm not catching everything. Um, so I'm like, okay, after the kid's in bed, after Halloween's kind of done and put away, I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to take it in more. And then I figured, okay, Monday at lunch, I'll watch it and then actually take notes. That was my plan. Will that happen every week? I don't know. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Um, so, but, but yeah, it is, I, I didn't have so much trouble following from one thing to another, to another, to another. There's a lot of stuff that jumps around. Um, I will say, I think a couple bits were a little underserved mm-hmm. by how much jumping around we were doing. But look, we're, we're telling one big story. If you know Classic Who at all, and you know us reviewing Classic Who, we always talk about, oh my God, there's so much crap happening in this first episode. It's because they're setting everything up. This is no different. Yeah, absolutely. This, Like I said, this is the setup. Yes. Um, Real Big Fish song. Go check it out. It's a doozy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, I really like this episode too. I, I will say like at some points, I think because we get... 
we get the commercial breaks for the BBC America, which again, please stop with this nonsense. I don't need the yeah. commercial commercial breaks, and I don't, and also I don't need the uh, the teasy commercial break mm-hmm. where they get where they do the thing where it's like it's a scene from what we're about to see, and then they cut away, and they're yeah. like more commercials. I'm like, oh, that's not great. Please don't do that. No, and and quite honestly, as the 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 extended edition that aired at eight oh simply they just had like going into a commercial break they'd have like a little chunk of interview oh that was the extended literally all it was woof yeah because that's the one i watched at lunch today okay and i'm like oh it's just little chunks of interview all right and you know for some people that's great i don't need it i'm good this stuff i don't need it yeah it didn't add you know, an extra layer of depth to anything, but that's what it was. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. but I did overall, overall enjoyed this it, despite it being absolutely crazy. Um, but I mean, we should, we, there's a lot to get into. So I think we've mentioned them a couple of times. We got, uh, uh, the setups we mentioned yes. crazy and chaotic. There are, if I can remember correctly and I could be missing one or two, I see one, two, three, four, five, six that I can remember off the top of my head. And I actually forgot one until I read the story notes and went, oh, yeah, that's another one. Yep. And I can probably mention one other one um, if we want to talk about um, Liverpool in the, uh, what, 1820s. Oh, jeez, yes. Oh, my God. That's how we open. No, isn't it? Not how we. Open. Oh no, no, it's it's how we come no. back from uh, after the after, after the, the titles. After the open, yes. Which I'm very convinced. If you look really closely at the flux as it's tearing across the universe, um, it really looks like the opening sequence. Ooh, I gotta check that out again. I'm kind of convinced it is. Interesting. Yeah, the titles yep. said flux in the title. It did. Which is uh, which is interesting. Um, yeah, I forgot about the 1820 setup where the guy's like, I'm protecting us. And yes. that's pretty much the whole setup. Something horrible is coming, so I'm drilling tunnels everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, which from what I understand is that that is an actual guy from Liverpoolian history. Great. Um, who actually did make a bunch of tunnels under Love Liverpool, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So that's that's just an interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's it's our it's our it's our pseudo historical for the season. So, I guess. so there are seven storylines basically. Good lord! And there's actually one that I haven't. There's like sub storylines as well. Oh yeah, there's, there's yeah Dan's friend slash love interest, I guess. Yeah, and then yeah, there yeah. is um, the hidden uh, villain, but that storyline is pretty yes. much over for the most part. For the most I mean, part, there's 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 the whole division. The division aspect, I think, but that kind of fits into yeah some of these storylines that kind of cross over. So yeah, there's like I said, there's at least seven, possibly more if you really want to kind of break it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, let's um, I guess let's start with uh, thirteen and Yaz. Our first yes. like setup storyline is with um, Carvanista, who is our our um, dog of war. I like that. Um, I like that. And or a member of the Lupari race. Yes, he is presented to us as a villain um, who is just um, Looney Tunesing it up for the Doctor and Yaz in terms yes. of I, 
if you try to escape, the lava will get you. And if you escape the lava, the planet will explode. And it, yep. it's just like a bunch of booby traps. It completely is. It's it's Wiley Coyote level. Oh my goodness! Um, booby traps. It's it's over the top. Um, it's just walking that line of being entertaining and hokey all at the same time. Yes. Um, because it is so over the top, yeah. but at the same time, I kind of come to expect that from Doctor Who sometimes. So I don't mind it. I love, I love that we get the Doctor using Nitro Nine. Yes, that made me so happy. I even saw that Sophie Aldred had tweeted that she was so thrilled about that. It's great, great little um, reference. That was yes, it was fantastic. And there are some great little references all throughout. Oh yeah, and we this will first episode. We will get to them, but yeah. um, we we come to find out that uh, that. Uh, Carvanista is not a villain. He's actually um, trying to save his uh, his human that is imprinted yes. on him, which turns yes. out to be Dan, and we'll get to Dan in a minute. Um, a species bond. A species bond, because they're trying to save the human race from the flux, which we yep. will also get to. Um, but, you know, we, f- we come to find out that he's not a villain. He's actually here to help. Um, I want to just... Like how- I like how it was a nice misdirect. Very, that was a very good misdirect. It it was very well done. It had me going like right up to the point where he's like, "No, what what do you think I'm doing?" Yeah, I was kind of like, "Oh, oh, nicely done." Yeah, very well, very well written, well acted. I think uh, the guy who plays Carvinista is fantastic. Yeah, Craig Ellis does a great job. Oh my goodness, uh, I love. I actually, when I first saw that we were getting like a um a dog kind of villain-esque character uh-huh. i was like uh i don't know about this but i lo- i loved it i i think it works really well i love his his little gadgets his axe i think the axe yes. is really cool yes absolutely looked like a um an ancient weapon from like uh yeah. breath of the wild yes um, it looked very much like that with the blue glow and i was like okay this is cool i want to see i'm gonna say it right now I would love to see a Carvinista cosplay. Yeah, at Galley One, that would sure be great. He's already working on one. I would love to see um, a Carvinista Centauran battle in this Ooh, show. Heck yes! Let's go. Yes. Um, Dog of War versus the War Race. Let's do it. <laughs> the potatoes of war. The potatoes of war. Yes. Um, so yeah, love the design of Carvinista. Love his ship. Yeah. Um, I love. That that uh, his his fleet of ships is basically um, I don't want to call them transformers, <laughs> but they're kind of they all lock in together and they can they yeah. can make different stuff. I thought that was a fun little thing. I guess in a way they're also kind of guardians of the galaxy. How they kind of like true lock together to protect the planet below. Yes, absolutely. Um, and. I feel like that. Oh, and the division. So, what do you think? He is the last surviving member of the division. Basically, yes. And the way the doctor says it is: is you're the last person I can find. Yes, alive. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I can find. I'm paying very close attention to exactly how people are saying things. Um, yeah, this is interesting because I, up until that point. I understood the the division to be basically like Gallifrey and special ops. Yeah. And now here's a member of another race who is a part of that. And so I'm very curious kind of how he came to be part 
of that, or if I'm completely wrong in my understanding that the division is basically Gallifreyan Special Ops. Yeah, I mean, we do not know. Maybe the division, maybe at first it was, and then it morphed into something else. Very possible. And I think in the back of my mind at all times, and I mean, it's very apparent with uh, our new villains, uh, Mm -hmm. we have to remember we have the Zero Doctor running around. Yes. There's absolutely no way that we are not going to see Zero Doctor I like that. That is, they're keeping that close to the vest for sure. I, I it, hope so. For sure, has to happen because now I there's a lot so. of like, oh, you don't know. Oh, you don't remember. Oh, mm-hmm. so I, I almost think that Carvinista, who is not saying anything about the division. Yep. I feel like uh, the Doctor was 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 in this division and maybe booted out of it. Well, I I think. Uh, and I, I didn't. We're going to be doing a lot of theorizing here, guys. Just let, just. Oh, I have an tight. entire section of my story notes that is nothing but speculation, <laughs> and there's a lot of because I literally fell asleep last night speculating. <laughs> um, but if I'm not mistaken, um, when we get to, um, oh, I can't remember now if it was the Timeless Children or if it was the episode right before that, but. We, we get this kind of like, you know, the, the flashback flash sideways of this kid who was, who wants to join the force in this little Irish town and he wants to join the police force. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember, but I feel like that was supposed to be the doctor that I feel like the doctor was part of the division. And at the very end of it, at the very end of his service. Yeah, they, we still have wipe his mind. Yeah, we still haven't really gotten the. uh and I thought that was supposed to be the doctor, but of course I didn't rewatch those episodes before this season. I know we, we had briefly talked about it. Lauren and I, we were like, mm-hmm. should we? And it was just like, we just didn't have the time to do it. Yeah. Life gets busy. So a lot of mystery around the division once again. Yes. And, and even more mystery as to why the doctor needs to know about the division. Um, well, I, I mean, I think it comes down to the kind of the whole figuring it out. Child stuff. Yeah, yeah. Figuring out. And I think the other thing is trying to figure out, well, try, yeah, trying to figure out where, where the doctor comes from. But also, we're still, it feels like Yaz and the doctor have been traveling together, just the two of them. Yep. Uh, they can make it if they try. They, it sounds like they've been, they've just been, the two of them. <laughs> it sounds like they've been traveling together for a while, just, just the two yeah. of them. Yes, but there's still no trust, <laughs> right? Which is yeah, we, we crazy. get this kind of um, confrontation, this this tiff, as it were, as the doctor's like, oh, I just I just had a little gri- glitch. I'm trying to figure something out. Like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you what know, happened? Telling me what what are we actually doing here? And this, I'm, I don't know how much I love this about Jody's character. Is that she's just not like to the point of just of just kind of keeping it to herself, yeah, and being like, I can handle it. Things are fine, even when like the TARDIS starts dripping like the black alien goo from the X Files. Oh yes, that's another thing we have to talk we, about. We could talk about the TARDIS just as a setup here because I've got some thoughts. Yeah, that's also a setup. I didn't even think about that. Um, I've really got some thoughts as to what's going on with the TARDIS and it gets it gets weird we'll lump that in with our new villains okay yeah that would be a good place to do it yeah yes yeah let's do that um but yeah yaz and and the doctor you know you think and 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 the doctor's just like i 
I'm taking you to cool places, right? Let me have my secrets. I'm yeah. showing you fancy things. Yeah, Let me have it, my secrets. That's like such a like uh I almost said something else, but that's such just like a crappy thing. It is. It's just be like to your companion be like, "Yeah, uh I'm showing you all this cool stuff, right? Why don't you shut up?" It's Kinda. like it's really weird. It's just a very weird character trait for our doctor. Yeah. Um and I, I assume, ultimately, that will be the downfall. Uh, secrets don't make friends. Yeah, very true. Doctor. <laughs> That's just yeah. what Yash should say. Secrets don't make friends, doctor. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's a whole thing. She's she's clearly still just hiding stuff. Um, she she's ob- most obviously having like crazy um, brain transmissions from our yes. new villain. Yeah. Um, who is named Swarm? Mm-hmm. Who our setup for Swarm is? Uh, he is just uh, he's in a thing. He's in a, he's on a planet. Prison asteroid or something. A, yeah, prison asteroid. He's all locked up, and he um, he you shouldn't like talk to him. I apparently is very persuasive. And yet, what does that character do? Oh, I mean, they talk to him almost yeah. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't now, you wear? Now, uh, wouldn't you wear like um, noise canceling headphones or, or something? Right. Something. Now, yeah. The the two characters who beam in, I'm I'm. Like I have seen it confirmed that they are con- carrying the same types of guns that the division carries. Oh, so at this point, I am making the assumption that they are members of the division. Interesting. Yep. And that swarm has been locked up at least for millennia. It says right. Yeah. Um. You know the 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 saying goes it's you know, since since the beginning of the universe. But you know people say stuff like that. People um, always say I, stuff. I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much because it's so easy to be like, it's been there forever. This is the most, all these superlatives. I'm like, I'm like, okay, give me a superlative, but then like, okay, yeah, but you know, people have been saying that for a long time. Yeah. You know? Um, but it, it, it definitely seems as though it has been millennia. And then like, for some reason he, what, uses bad breath or something? I don't know, but... Uh, and, and manages to just break the entire containment. Yeah. Which I would have liked to have a better understanding yeah, that's of exactly just, how he does that. Yeah, I mean, that's just a very hand-wavy thing. It is. That's a lot of hand-wavy. How do we get this villain who is in this... We've set up how how amazing this facility is. Yeah. How do we get them? I don't know. Just they get out because they're crazy. Just, I don't know. He burps. Um, but uh, this villain um, is—he's uh, just—he's um, Thanos and people away, basically. Yeah, really. There's a whole lot of Mister Stark. I don't feel so good going on here. Yes. Um, and I say that as somebody who's not seen the movie but has heard of that scene. My um, my god. <laughs> look. You got. I, I get it. I get it. I've I've got family members who are like, no, we have to watch them in order, and I'm like, oh my Holy god, holy moly, take us forever. I mean, it'd be fun though. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's all going to be in like one weekend. Or no, absolutely not. Um, it might be over like the next you know five years. Um, <laughs> You'll but, be in phase uh, eight by then. Exactly. Or exactly. phase we'll four. Just keep going. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he he's got he just completely disintegrates. This first gal and and absorbs, absorbs so kind of yeah. like a Highlander thing going on, and and this first person, you know, uh, we get we he gets this crystal castle thing going on, and yeah. suddenly he's a walking geode, yeah, um, 
And I don't understand, like, the, the CG was kind of crazy. It looked just a little cartoony for a second. I mean, and he then, looks a little cartoony. Well, yeah. He, Which I'm fine with. Sister. Yeah, they, well, his sister looks looks very cartoony. Glittery. We'll get to that. Very, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to that. Um, but But again, I totally think these are people from The Division. He obviously disintegrates them both. I look at the fact that this kind of, like, disintegrationiness looks a little bit like the flux i'm kind of you know connecting the two i get the feeling that swarm has triggered it but that's again speculation yeah sorry i just saw another theory that it's just like oh boy here we go i was just looking up swarm i just wanted to you know get a better get a better look at him right um and i mean it's um it's a very interesting look that's that's it it's um and it looked like every time he absorbed it become a little more pronounced maybe maybe um but I do like that we hit the 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 geodes on his head mm-hmm. it looks like they kind of almost form half a crown oh I hadn't thought about that but like, I like maybe that. he is royalty of of some sort perhaps um. Oh, his his sister looks a lot different in this picture I'm looking at. Yeah. So maybe they should have went with this one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they should have went with the promo pictures. But um, yeah, this almost looks like uh, something a member of Slipknot would wear. Oh wow, yeah. Um, so can we talk crystals for a moment? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, we see crystals. We've seen crystals a lot for the past couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we've got those crystals, the ones I'm talking about in the TARDIS. Yes. Um, they're, you know, the TARDIS has got clearly got an oil leak. Yeah, it does. Um, it, it seems like it's due for a tune-up, <laughs> like other than hitting it with a rubber mallet. Mm-hmm. Um, there are very obvious times where the TARDIS should be getting the heck out of Dodge. And the TARDIS is like, Mm-mm, no. Yeah. I need to get hit with a rubber mallet first. Yeah. I need to get hit um, with many mallets. And then the doors. The doors start, the doors into the TARDIS start appearing. Different places, sideways. Different yeah. places, in the floor. So my mind started going to some very oddly suspicious bits of speculation here. So let me let me jump into this just real quick. Okay. Okay. So I have a feeling the crystals are going to play a bigger part in all of this. I'm, I'm convinced there's some sort of connection between Swarm and the TARDIS right now. Um, so let's look at the fact that at the end of Capaldi's run, the very beginning of Jody's run, the TARDIS basically disappears. Mm-hmm. And we're without it for an entire episode. Yeah. And we get it back in the Ghost Monument, right? We, we, we get no information about where it was Hmm. right yes and and it comes back and it has this very distinct look it is i mean it literally is a crystal castle yeah right and it's it's looked nothing like this before that we've ever seen in in televised doctor who um even jody's sonic i know that she pulled a crystal from from some sort of device distenza yeah that that yeah that tim shaw was using yeah um, which I still find hilarious because there is, I think I've mentioned it before. There's a British show called car SOS. <laughs> and one of the guys is from 
like Sheffield is from Yorkshire and his name is Tim Shaw. Love it. And I'm like, oh my God, if that actually was just a gag on that dude's name. Yeah. That's just the funniest thing ever. Anyway, yeah. so so we also have seen multiple times over the past couple seasons where the doctor is like, oh, it's the TARDIS. Nothing can get into the TARDIS. And then all sorts of stuff get into the TARDIS. Yeah, very true. Right? So um, we've got doors appearing everywhere. We get to the end of the episodes and the doors fling themselves open as if to welcome in the flux. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm going to go out on a really long, fragile limb here and say that either A, our TARDIS has been utterly compromised or it's not our regular TARDIS. I could that's that's an interesting um, that's an interesting theory, because, I mean, the crystals as soon as basically as soon as we get the the little mind meld with um with Swarm, which, uh, yeah. oddly enough, is something that Time Lords have been known to do. True. Um, Granted, they don't say contact. They didn't say contact, no. Not they that we saw, contact. no. Um, <laughs> then we, you know, yeah, we start dripping the X-Files goo. Yeah. Um, which is just very... It, yeah, there's a lot that we... I feel like Episode 5 is just going to end with the TARDIS revealing itself to not be the TARDIS. Who knows? Maybe. And then it's like, how do you get? How do you get out of this? Right, doctor. Um, <laughs> That's right. You call Perry. You call Perry, and everything special will special guest star Nicola Bryant. There you go. Um, but yeah, man, it's um, that's an interesting theory, um, and it would explain why we got so many cr- so many crystals, mm-hmm. and what a copycat uh, Tardis that would be. Right. Have you seen that theory online anywhere? Or? No. I have not. I have not. That is that is solely my own that I came up with today as I was watching. Yeah, I, I kind of did a quick search and I didn't I didn't see anything. Um, but let's talk. So we're talking about Swarm. Yep. Swarm gets out of his little holding cell. He starts. I assume he starts the flux. That that is an assumption, but I've got a strong feeling about that one. Um, I would if you want to share it. That's fine. I would love that. No, just. I think that he started it. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, you have a strong feeling that he... Yes, okay, gotcha. Yes. Um, and then we we, uh, we we get another setup, which eventually just ends because um, someone dies and someone is revealed to be a secret, uh, not human. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we get a little setup of this couple who are... They have the warning thing. Is that a division warning thing? I don't know. It didn't look familiar, um, but it very clearly is not human in any way, shape or form. So given like, you know, Ruth and um, her boy, whose name I completely forget right now. Oh boy. Um, I will, I will try and get it or something. I don't know. Um, You try and get it. Um, So given like Ruth's setup where it's like somebody was in hiding and then the other one was basically like a watcher. Yeah. Um, I, I just made the assumption that we have a similar situation here, but again, this time they're both aware of this very non-human bit of technology in their garage, in the Arctic, issuing a warning. Lee. And she's like, Lee, thank you. I knew it was a short name. Thank you. <laughs> Lee Clayton. That's close. Very good. Nice. Um, and she, yeah, she's like smashing it and she's like, mm, we never got this. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, yeah. And then they are visited in the night. 
uh, by Swarm. Swarm promptly gets rid of the, I assume, husband. Uh, and then, Presumably. Yeah, and then uh, we get a, a little scene between Swarm and um and I believe she she says something like I my I, I want to say thank you or something like that. Yeah. It, it's it's really kind of creepy. Yeah. Um and then he like I don't know disintegrates her her regular form mm-hmm. or her her hidden form to reveal his sister. Yes. Um and then they're uh you know they're off to the races pretty much. Pretty much, and I mean, and, I guess the other thing yeah. that we should mention is what you know the fl- the flux is happening. The doctor has an- another little like uh, I was going to call the panic attack, which it is not. Uh, <laughs> um, little psychic connection. Now, I will say, people are saying that s- that after um, Swarm kills the uh, the, and they're saying it's a member of the division, the the mm-hmm. the woman. After he ki- he quote-unquote regenerates oh that is what people are saying oh, i feel like he doesn't change that much after his but... regeneration like i don't does he change that much i know he has crystals in him he looks pretty much the same to me but i guess you I know go back and look closer. no his face is different is it yeah you know oh. i wonder <laughs> no it looks like it's reversing it's not going the other way because it looks like the the older picture of, Sw- of Swarm mm-hmm. is oh yeah because after he absorbs her all like a bunch of crystals come out of his head and then it kind of reforms yes. into what it is now. Yes, I was gonna say it almost looks like in in his older form he looks like he's more no I can't tell which one I want to say like it looks like the more energy he absorbs it looks like the more human he looks. Interesting. So uh, I wonder if that's where we're uh, we're headed towards. Um, but he seems to pick and choose who he absorbs. So yeah, yeah. Well, um, we shall see. Yeah, we'll we'll see for sure. Um, but he he basically says that uh, his time has just begun, mm-hmm. and he also says, oh, "What does he say in that second? The second like psychic link." Um, Oh, he informs so like you, we've know, we know each other, but you don't yeah. remember me, which is great because you now you can't yeah. defeat me, and we can dance once again. Right, I remember all these battles, and you don't. Yeah, so mm-hmm. very interesting. Uh, I wonder if if Jody is in going to seek out um, our fugitive doctor and be like, "Hey, do that you know nice. this guy? Yep. <laughs> hey, can you help me out with uh, with this this uh, this rock formation?" I would love that. <clears throat> All right, let's let's move on because uh, we haven't even talked about Dan. No, um, we haven't. I overall love Dan. I think establishing him as a person was good. Like you know, he mm-hmm. he obviously loves history and he loves the museum. He and loves Liverpool a he, lot. He just loves Liverpool. Um, like, he he, just, he wants to smooch all over Liverpool. <laughs> he. Uh, he does a lot of um, charity work, it seems like, and and oftentimes seems to forget about um, himself. Puts himself before yeah. others. Yeah, it's I, I. This is one of those parts of the story that I felt were a little underserved. Like I don't really get a sense of like what he does. Like what is his job? Yeah, is like, his and, job and if, working at if, the food bank? I, I don't know. 
No, I if I mean if if the little like intro for him months ago is anything, he he's a tradesman. Like he he does plastering or something. And so is there just no no work for him right now and he's having a tough time making ends meet. Yeah. Um you know, we don't really get any of that. We may going forward, but I would have liked some of it here because it's like, oh, he's working in the food bank. Oh, you should take some stuff. And it's like, oh, no, soup is crap. And then he gets home and it's like, like, literally you have the, fridge, the fridge is like, it couldn't be emptier. You know, <laughs> no, yeah. the cabinets couldn't be emptier. And it's like, okay, like, that's really extreme. That's yeah. like extreme, extreme. Yeah. You know? And and yet he's got a flat and he's got a TV and a nice flat. He, he he goes to football matches apparently. So which is it? Yeah, like, that's what's going on here. That's the only thing that I like. The one disconnect. I'm like, all right. He seems like a selfless guy. He's helping out people. He's he's uh, giving uh, tours that he shouldn't be giving, but whatever. Right. Yeah, uh, that doesn't really seem to be like too big. He he obviously will stand up to someone breaking into his house yes that's uh, for sure. which was a great scene and and pet them and boop them on the nose which and, is hilarious yes um but yeah <laughs> I, I just didn't get like what what is it that you do yeah what is your job um not that he needs to be defined by a job it's just like how did how did it seems like you do not take care of yourself how do you have right. this house yeah, and and you're even gonna go for drinks. Yep, you have a date. And so if you've got nothing in the house and you're basically just going into this museum and and raving about your town, how are you gonna pay for the drinks? Yeah, like I'm I'm there's yeah there's something that that there's a little bit of the equation that we just needed a little bit more in right. there. And and I get it because so much is going on. Something had to probably get cut, and they probably went, "Well, let's just do this." Well, we'll just th- throw away line it at some point, or yeah, probably. I don't know, probably. But uh, um, yeah, Dan. I mean, it it seems that he he fancies um Diane. this woman Diane that he works mm-hmm. with. Um, I am trying to find, and we can talk about. <laughs> Talk about, man, now that I think about it, how many things happen within that scene? We get the doctor landing, and then we get, um, oh, the doctor, you're here. Oh, wait, you guys don't Claire. recognize me. We get Claire. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Who? This gets this gets real interesting. Claire basically goes, oh, I didn't expect to see you guys. And they're like, who are you? And she's like, oh, shoot, it didn't happen yet. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's very blink which is funny because immediately after oh, yeah. this episode aired live, they aired Blink. Oh, did they really? That's yes. so funny. Um, and she, I mean, I guess we'll talk about Claire real quick because that seems yep. to just, uh, she's swallowed home by a weeping angel and yep. is then zapped uh, back in time somewhere. I assume it's going to be uh, eight, 1820. Okay, so here's, yeah, this, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, we do at the end of the episode in, in this, in this you know, final montage of look at all the threads we've set up for you. Um, we do see her land some when. Some when, yes. Right? And somewhere. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm looking at the fact that, you know, she shows up, you know, basically uh, go, you know, Greets the doctor and Yaz and goes, oh, wait, that's right. We haven't met yet. That's in your future. 
that's in my past. And then, and then does the, you know, long way home line. Yes. Which I, I was like, holy crap. Yep. And I had a weird theory about that because all of time and space is kind of unraveling in a way. Yes, you did have it. That was such a, when you said that, I was like, oh my, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's causing other people to say stuff that, you know, the doctor has heard before the doctor is familiar with or something. Yeah. Um, and then she goes, oh, I should really go home. You know, it's, it's almost like she knows that this is the night where she encounters the weeping angel and gets tossed back in time. Yeah. So here's my weird bit of speculation on this one. Oh, I, you know, I just thought of something weird too, but go for it. Okay. Um, so she's tossed back to the past by a weeping angel, but not so far that she can't make it back to the point where she can't get back to this point again. Right. I, that, that was what I just thought of. I'm like, because how would Mm -hmm. she, who tells her if she doesn't exist? Right. Right. And to go back to like, let's say 1820, that's too far back. Yeah. Right. So could, for some reason, the we- could the Weeping Angels be using Claire to send the Doctor a message? Holy crap. <laughs> so you're saying uh, the, the Angels are, like, trying to reach the Doctor yes. to get a message. Oh, my goodness. Are, are we going to get yeah, the weirdest it's, it's team up of all time? Flux, whether it's about that, whether it's about Swarm. Yeah. You know, maybe the Angels are that old. Who knows? Um, mm. but yeah, maybe part of it is like, look, we, we know these certain places the doctor is going to be. We need to manipulate this person, but only send them back this far. Interesting. So they can cross paths. Like they're, they're trying to manipulate. They're not just trying to feed. Yeah. But like, I, like it, I said, that's a, I didn't, you know what? I didn't even really think about that storyline too deeply. It's like, ah, oh, you just encounters the angels is gone. But now yeah. that it's like, she knows that. Is this like a memento type thing where she wrote down a note on her arm, but we wiped her memory and she's kind of just stuck in this time loop forever? That'd be I, weird. I don't know. But yeah, it, it does kind of set up a closed time like loop. Or do we just, mm, it's very timey-wimey, obviously. It is. It but is. I mean, but she also knew not to blink. Yes, right? So she knows the rules of the angels. So she, yeah, she knows the rules. So, yeah. huh. So she's familiar with them when she encounters this one. Very interesting. That's also something to watch, which is just yep. like what is going on there. But uh, yep. overall, sorry, overall thoughts on Dan because we kind of got sidetracked when I mentioned that. Um, you know, I like him well enough. Um, I I kind of like how he he's 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 just an everyman. He just gets caught up in this. There's not some sort of like you know mystical backstory. Yeah, he has. He just happens to be the human that Carvanista was bonded to pick up. Yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. And I'm okay with that. And I'm sorry, I forgot her name once again. Diane? Diane. So mm-hmm. Diane, um she is I think walking home and a house uh, she's waiting she's waiting to meet Dan for drinks. Yeah, and a, a voice beckons her into a house. This is the most Halloweeny part. Yeah, um, like this is pure horror movie. Yeah, goes into goes into the house. Mm-hmm. Um, forces her. I would. I would forces her. Forces her to walk into this house. Yeah, and then um, it Some she sort of dark wet cave. Yeah, she's in like a dark wet cave kind of thing, and she's there with um, Azure. Azure, 
and she, I believe they do. Is wait, is Swarm there as well? I didn't see him. I couldn't remember. I don't think he. I don't think so. But um, she says we're gonna have like we have plans for you, mm-hmm. which is like okay, um, great. uh so that's another like interesting thing that we have i wonder if if maybe diane is another member of this is like a little sleeper agent uh i don't know that would be that would certainly be interesting but maybe uh that maybe she's been under longer than than the other i don't uh, i don't know tough to say i mean really at this point could be just about anything. Yeah, it it really could. So there, you know, Dan is just a guy who is attached to a war dog who's semi not girlfriend got abducted by our main villain and Yeah. So he he's in it. He ain't going anywhere. No. No. And and who knows? I mean, the um our our ravagers swarm in azure. Um, you know, <laughs> they could be like you know, they could be the equivalent of ultra terrestrials. They could be able to see ah. you know, far enough down the line and go, oh, this person's connected to that person. That person's connected to the doctor. I know how we can manipulate the game. Well, yeah. Didn't it seem like Swarm, didn't Swarm know a lot about the other, um, the other division soldier that came? Didn't he, he, uh, he yes, kind of freaked her out. Yes, that's right. So. That's absolutely right. And it was kind of like a. How did how did he know that? Yeah, how did he know that? Yes. So okay, yeah, you're absolutely I, right. I could get down with that. Um, mm-hmm. and and I mm-hmm. I guess our other we have two more we haven't even spoken about. I know. We'll Suntarans. See how we can hit them. Yeah. So our our new new old look Suntarans are here. They're happy about um the flux. It seems. Yeah. Which is weird because if the flux takes over everything, then what? Who do they have to fight? It, yeah, it's interesting because I, I I feel like when the flux is talked about, it's that it's 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 chewing up a large portion of the universe. It doesn't sound like it's chewing up all of the universe, right? So whether that's just scripting or intentional, I don't know. Um, but they they do talk about um, you know uh, the excitement and the 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 cataclysm and the bloodshed uh to be had and this is really funny because this is one of the part where my son goes what what bloodshed like nobody's shedding any actual blood they're (laughs) they're they're all kind of collapsing into dust and i'm like fair point does make sense i think it's a turn of phrase but uh good observation yeah absolutely (laughs) so yeah our suntarns uh it seems like one hasn't seen the other in a while it has been a while, and um, he's looking particularly disgusting. Like really, yes, which is very really disgusting. Love, love, love yeah. that. You smell like a rotten potato, I guess. Very excited to see. Uh, I, I mean, our next episode is the Santarn centric episode. It seems. Yes. Yeah. The so war, the war of the We'll get. And I'm, I'm excited for that. Yes. Very excited about the Santarns. We don't really get a lot of them besides that. No. And and a big shouting of attack right at the end. Yes. Um, and then we have uh, Vinder, who is our. Um, I assume he's 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 throughout the series. Yes. Uh, or the season, Jacob Anderson. Uh, he was um, in Game of Thrones, and I'm mm-hmm. and as I said when he was cast, I'm very interested to see. And already, I like what he's doing, but I'm very interested to see him play someone else other than. Um, 
uh, Grey Worm. Okay. Which, um, man, he's in that show for a while. But, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. Yeah, he's listed for all six episodes, so he's there. Cool. Cool. And he seemingly is just a dude hanging out in space, giving updates that he doesn't want to give. Yes, I love it. Uh, his ship design, love it. It's, I guess it's more of a space station than anything. It, well, yeah, and if nothing else, it kind of becomes an escape ship. An escape ship, yeah. Okay. Um, now, let's, let's talk about the name of his observation post. Um. Oh, Rose. <laughs> Rose. Like really? Yeah. Interesting. Is this is this another effect of the flux? Oh, what should we name it? I don't know. Rose just pops into somebody's name. Yeah, you know, or in somebody's head. Who knows? Uh, Instant V Vinder <laughs> is his full commander. Instant V Vinder. Ah, uh, thank you, because that was one part of the episode that no matter how many times I listened to it, I couldn't make out his full name. Of Casto Winfer Foxfell. Wow. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Okay. Um that that sounds more Game of Thronesy than It really does, doesn't it? It, it does. But um I uh I mean we we got a we got a, a little bit of time with this character. I mean not mm-hmm. enough we know that he has a little sense of humor. Um, yep. And he wants his bosses to go to hell, but he does like the view. Yes, loves the view up until a point uh, when yeah, everything is yes. compromised and planets Fair. are disappearing. Fair. Uh, and then he uh, escapes seemingly. Um, yep. And uh, obviously he, he escapes because he's in the next five episodes. Yes. Yes. We know he does do that successfully. Burns hard gets out in front of the flux and and it's his scenes where the flux is kind of eating up those plants where I'm like, wow, that really looks like the opening credits. Yeah. I got to go back and check that out. Um, but yeah, I mean, so do we, so we, we are both of the, we think that the flux is indeed created by swarm. That's what my gut says until I have additional information to tell me otherwise that's what I'm working with. Yeah, because I like I. It seems like one event happens with the other. You know, like he gets released and then he's good to go. In terms of storytelling, it does seem as though once Swarm is out of his containment, yeah, the the flux is kind of set in motion. Yes. Now that maybe that's an after effect of editing, and that wasn't the case. I don't know, mm. but that is kind of how it feels. Yes, it is. I, some people are, uh, there's a, on the uh, TARDIS Wikia, they're saying the flux acts similar to uh, Davros's reality bomb. Oh. It's okay. a cataclysmic event uh, that ca- oh, that is similar to Crisis on Infinite Earths, <laughs> which is interesting because, I mean, are they, I don't think, like, I don't think you can go that far, you know? Like, you can't, I don't think you can hard reset doctor who we'll see yeah i mean i don't know i i'm interested to see where this goes and i mean chibs is gonna tell his story he's gonna tell the story he wants to tell it it is on a a crazy crazy scale that is for sure i'm trying to that is i'm trying to see like i don't see anything else there is um a web the the flux is coming which i believe is that little video yeah um probably and the doctor warns that uh, the flux has rallied the Centaurans, weeping angels, the ravagers, and other creatures. Oh boy, boy, oh boy! <laughs> so, 
Um, I mean, I feel like we we've we've pretty uh, we've covered it. I, I think as much as we can. Was there point. is there anything else? Any last words before? Like any bonkers theories? Any anything else you liked about about the episode? I know we didn't really spend a lot of time on on eighteen twenty, but I feel like that's where we're going next. Uh, possibly, very possibly. Um, yeah, I I'm just I don't know. I'm I'm looking at my notes. I took a lot of notes, <laughs> and um, yeah. I don't know. My brain's kind of exhausted. Yeah, it's it was a lot after the episode. I I, I was just like, this was this was a lot. Yeah, I, I really I the in in those last sequences, it really seems as though the flux is kind of sentient. Yes, because it kind of like turns and heads toward the TARDIS. Yeah, and of course, you know, the TARDIS does seem to kind of not want to leave, and then welcomes it with open arms or open doors at least. Yeah. And it it is quite the cliffhanger. It really is. My my, my son was not happy with that as an ending. <laughs> uh, he's like, I need to know what happens next. We all do. That's <laughs> what yeah, so I told him. I said, "Welcome to the fandom." Yeah, welcome to a six parter. Yeah, boy, oh boy, definitely. I mean, it's no inferno, but you know, no, absolutely not, <laughs> absolutely not. So, um, so yeah, I'll be very curious to see where that goes. Yeah, and I'll be very curious to see. Next week, um, you know, which of my kind of bonkers theories pans out and which, you know, change into something else and what new ones come up, God forbid. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm excited. Regardless, I am excited. Um, I'm pumped. It's always fun. Like, I remember when we first got, like, the Timeless Child reference and then we got, like, the first part of the finale from last season. We were just, where are the looms? Right, exactly. If if the flux doesn't go into a loom, I'll be angry. <laughs> Just a single loom. I don't oh know. Whatever. Um, oh yeah, man. So uh, I'm excited to see what's going on going on next week. Um, but we got some buttons to press here. We do finally. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time. Okay, um, Carvanista bashing through Dan's door. Yep. Um, that was pretty, pretty reckless. Um, I'm trying to think if there's really anything else that would invoke the name of Duggan. I, I would say most of the stuff that Carvanista does, like, you know, zapping Dan into that uh, <laughs> yes. containment and shrinking his house, which we didn't Rectangle. even mention. They oh, give, yeah, we did, yeah. They give him his they house back. This house. is your house. Exactly. Um, I mean, I, I, I'll i go with like a two. Yeah. I mean, there really wasn't, you know, Vendor didn't punch anything. The doctor only punched the TARDIS with a mallet. Yeah. You know, um, we didn't really get Dan throwing any punches. No. Um, you know, I, th- I think next week we'll have more because we've got Santarans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I am ready uh, for that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. All right. This I'm interested for. Gathering close, it's time for the Behind the Coast <laughs> All right, Taylor. I'm excited for this one because you had, uh, like, firsthand... I did actually for once. Yeah, I mean it is it is without a doubt this this episode is a tense 
wild ride with lots going on. <clears throat> now, I can personally attest that an almost 10-year-old may sit there and ask you constantly who certain people are and why they're doing the things they're doing. And don't be surprised if you have to go, I have no idea. This is a brand new character. <laughs> Um, and granted, they may be also maybe initially a little creeped out by the whole person disintegration thing. Um, but obviously they later end up correcting Santarans who are eager for bloodshed. Um, so yeah, uh, in the grand scheme of thing, like from my own personal experience, it's not like he went to bed that night going, I feel terrified. Yeah. Okay. You know, but remember also we, we watched it at two thirty in the afternoon and then like, his two best friends came over for Halloween. Yeah. And then we had Halloween and then he was exhausted from Halloween. So, um, yeah, you know, a, maybe, maybe a little creepy, a little scary. Yeah. But depending on when you watch it and what you watch after it, uh, not all that bad, but just a lot going on. So a lot of questions of like, hey, what's going on? I, I will, I will ask a question. Do you think you'll be hearing Please. more questions next week? Um, possibly. Interesting. Because, um, honestly, at one point toward the end of the episode, Amber came out to check on us and see what we were up to. And he was like, we're watching Doctor Who. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, boy. And he's like, with that weeping angel and everything? He's all, yeah, it doesn't kill anyone. It just sends them back in time. And Yes. You know, she was like. It begins. It does, I think. It, it was kind of like, do you want to watch more? And he's like, yeah. She's like, okay, we got to start at the beginning. Oh, and I, man. And then, and, then, and then left. And I went, all right, bud. We get to start with the, an unearthly child. You get to watch the, start, <laughs> the show from the beginning. And he's like, wait, what? No. And I'm like, yep, that's the only way you're going to understand Doctor Who is you have to watch every episode from the start. He's uh, like, wait, what? I'm like, no. Oh, I'm totally no. joking. I'm totally joking. Be on the lookout, folks, for the spinoff Podcastica with Taylor and his son. Oh, God. Going through every episode. Oh, my God. I don't know that I can handle that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll yep. see. The, the only thing is that we won't have afternoon premieres. Yeah. For the rest of the episodes. So trying to be like, oh, hey, do you want to watch it? There might be other stuff going on. Yeah. So we'll see. We we shall see. And I, I'm kind of curious. I need to ask my wife what she meant about start over at the beginning. Yes. Like starting over from nine. I assume 11. nine. I, I don't know. It might even be just start over at the beginning of Jody's run. I, I oh, yeah. That, that, yeah, that might be. Yeah. You know. And then just see so, where it goes from there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll report more next week. Awesome. Well, next week, war. Of the Centaurans, starring Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, Mandip Gill as Yaz, and John Bishop as Dan. Uh, I assume we're going to see at least 40 other characters that we were introduced to. Yes. Um, but may, hopefully we uh, pump the brakes and we go a little bit slower with the storytelling from now on. We'll see. Fingers crossed. But if not, hey, I'm here for the ride. It's fine. All right, so you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at BusBuddha71. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Look for Taylor and myself coming out of that cartoony TARDIS, uh, and rate and review us as well, please. Uh, you can also go to SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G and 
all the good stuff is there. But I mean, frankly, it's just uh, it's just Taylor and I. <laughs> yeah, it's the those and are that. the podcast Ansep. Yes, those are the podcasts that are. Uh, it's just it's uh, just the two of us, you and I. Host wise, host wise. I've been I've been wanting to ask about that. I was like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, I mean, Tornado Tag Radio pretty much died as soon as we got um, Camilla. I said, we got to get the puppy settled, and then we can pick it back up, and it's been uh, months. Oh, boy. Um, I There was supposed to be a Star Trek podcast, um, which I should probably check in. All, the Bampow TV people were supposed to, supposed to do that. They had episodes in the can. I don't know what happened. Maybe COVID. Maybe. Um, what else? There's a couple of others. I guess we don't need to hash out all the network drama right now. No, we don't. But what we can do is tell people to go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G, and you can buy any one of those drama-filled podcasts merchandise over there. It's not really drama, guys. It's okay. It's um, not. And it's getting colder, so head on over there, shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Buy a sweatshirt, guys. Come on now. And if you just want to donate to us monetarily, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Uh, anything that you would like to do is uh, good by us, especially you know. Let's uh, we're still we're still in it, folks. I know we're still some of us are acting like we're not, but we're still in it. So support your local your local uh, restaurants. We did that yesterday. It was great. That's where I got the cannoli from. <laughs> so support uh, you know support your local shops, restaurants, all that good stuff. Ernesto just told me about this little shop that sells like one-of-a-kind artwork i'm gonna go check them out so you know just uh go around the neighborhood spend some money and uh keep these places in business definitely all right so that is it for this week join us again next week yeah we're weekly now at least for the next six weeks folks and we will be talking about war of the centaurans and we'll talk to you guys then see ya see ya It is. That's a lot of hand waving. How do we get this villain who is in this? We've set up how how amazing this facility is. Yeah. How do we get them? I don't know. Just they get out because they're crazy. Just, I don't know. He burps.